back to the best podcast ever. We are your totally amazing hosts. Back again, I am Annabelle. I'm Lily. And I'm MJ. This week, we're talking about neuroscience. But that's not all. Annabelle, you want to tell them what else we have in store for them? Sure. As you may have noticed, this week is our 10th episode. I know, we're really cool. And humble. (laughs) What? (laughs) It was pretty funny. Thanks. I'm moving on, you guys, okay? Okay. Okay. We are celebrating the end of our first season with... A big fat party! (laughs) Neuroscience and parties. A classic pair. (laughs) I am your hostess for the evening. Wait. What? We already discussed this. Neuroscience doesn't really fit with art, so I'm hosting the party at the end of the episode. And the entertainment is Annabelle giving a lecture on neuroscience. Wait. What? I mean, I do love writing essays, but I've learned most people don't really like to listen to them for fun. We have a unique niche of listeners, Annabelle. They are all well-read and smart and would surely enjoy a lecture written by one of their favorite hosts, especially on neuroscience. Besides, we spent two entire super long episodes with barely any thinky stuff, so we probably owe them some today. Fine, but I was just going to do what I do at every party and read a book. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. I was just going to do what I do at every party and read a book. Did you do that at my birthday? Of course not. I only do that at big parties with millions of people, and you guys are way too cool. Well, we're the only ones going to be at this party besides our loyal listeners, and they are really cool, so there's no chance of any uncool people being there anyway. Let's just get on with it. Who likes talking about a party when you could be participating? Participating. 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 It sounds a lot better in my head. We're just like, (laughs) yeah, never mind. She was trying to say participating. Oh. (laughs) Participating. Participating. Puns don't work when you haven't practiced them. Okay, yeah. let's move on with it. <laughs> Let the party begin. I'll leave you guys while I go and write an entire lecture. See ya. What it want it be? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lily, I just realized I don't really know what neuroscience is. Well, good for you. I'm here. And good for you. I have a computer that I can look things up on. Let's see. Well, the definition of the word neuroscience is, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a branch, such as neurophysiology, of the life sciences that deal with anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, or molecular, molecular biology of nerves and nervous tissue, and especially with their relation to behavior and learning. So, basically, it studies the nervous system and how it affects their behavior. Cool. All right. You guys, keep it down. I'm trying to write a lecture over here. Sorry. Sorry. How's it coming along anyway? Yeah, almost done. It's only been like, I don't know, a minute? So, no? Not at all. I barely have the outline done. Not even the rough draft. Okay, okay, sheesh. Did you know that part of neuroscience is learning about brain disorders? 
Really? Well, I love learning about that kind of thing. It can be really interesting. Same. Our brains are so weird sometimes. So true. You want to hear some quick neuroscience history? Well, I guess while we're waiting for Annabelle to provide the entertainment, we could do a quick history, couldn't we? We sure can. Okay, here it goes. According to Medical News Today, people first started studying the brain in ancient Greece. They wanted to know what function it served. Some philosophers even got in on the neuroscience action. Aristotle, a famous Greek philosopher, had a hypothesis. That's a fancy word for guess. That the brain was used as a blood cooling system. That probably sounds really crazy today, but back then, no one really knew what the brain did, and any guess was worthwhile. That is one weird thing about science. What? You can never be sure of something. Everything is a guess. As soon as new, more advanced technology comes along, most of what we thought changes based on new evidence. Sure, we think we know something, but in 100 years, people might be laughing at us for our naive and archaic ideas because of something new they think they know. That's why I like to think of science more so as questions than of bits of solid data. Are you done yet? No, I just wanted to chime in. Well, keep working, Peanut Gallery. Peanut Gallery? Yep, Peanut Gallery. I was agreeing with you. Well, you're supposed to be working. I feel like Cinderella over here. Get over it, princess. Wow, yeesh, harsh. You guys, I think you're my friends. We are. But you are also our entertainment, so chop chop. Oh, fine. Now I'll finish my history. Next, the neuroscience bug moved to France. It stuck to French physician Pierre-Paul Broca. Uh, coincidentally, there was a part of the brain named after him who worked with patients who had brain damage. And he realized that the different parts of the brain were controlling specific bodily functions. Wee oui, wee, oui, Next, the bug moved to a German physicist. Von Helmholtz started measuring, quote, the speed at which nerve cells produced electrical... Of course, the physicist would measure. Of course. Then the bug landed on an Italian physician, pathologist, and scientist, Danilo Golgi. He was clearly a visual learner because he's the one who came up with the way to see nerve cells by using... Cool! Where did the bug move to next? Uh, to a neuroscientist, pathologist, and histologist, Santiago Ramon de Cadell. He, he hypothesized what about neurons? neurons. His hypothesis was that they were independent nerve cell units. The Italian one, Golgi, and the Spanish one we talked about, we just talked about, Cadell, received a joint Nobel Peace Prize in 1906 in physiology and medicine. In the, fix, in the 50s, a lot of growth was made in the treatments of stroke, cardiovascular disease, and multiple sclerosis, MS, and lots of other things. Overall, lots of studies have been conducted to try and better understand our nervous system's functions, abilities, and That was quite topics. a flowery description of the history of neuroscience. Flowery? Is I don't know if it is technically, but I'm going to start using it. No, I believe a kindred spirit did. And Shirley. Have you been yes, I'm in love with this book. It's so good. It is a classic. Been for tech. What did you say? I'm huh? finished. 
I'll introduce you to the guests. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Thank you. The entertainment is now prepared to perform. Please give it up for Annabelle, who's giving a lecture on neuroscience. I am obviously the entertainment for some reason. And I have to write an entire 350-word lecture. So that means that I should probably say it. I say that in a way that makes it seem like I hate writing lectures, but it's actually one of my favorite things to do. Don't ask why. So let's get on with it. Wait, before you start, should I read it through? I guess it's a good idea. Here, now read it quick. Okay, this is long. Wow, Annabelle, you wrote this with, like, and no one is even going to read it. They'll just hear it. I like writing essays, okay? Now, let me read it. Just, you know, I wrote it, like, the first part is more essay-y, and then at the end, I was running out of time, because it sounds like you guys were almost done, so I just threw a bunch of facts on top of it, like sprinkles on a piece of frosting on a cake. No. Do you have any cake? Maybe we'll for the party. (laughs) (laughs) the brain we know more about space something almost inaccessible to humans than about something that controls our every thought movement even our vital functions sometimes something that we use all the time that is what makes neuroscience so exciting humans are curious and we want to know more about everything we come in contact with even the thing that actually makes us curious the brain is complex organ made up of many parts that do many different things the Lobe. Occipital lobe. Occipital lobe. I thought that you were going to write the pronunciations, MJ. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. The occipital lobe is found at the back of the brain and helps us recognize the things we see. The temporal lobe is found above the ears and is in charge of processing sounds, which allows you to understand what I'm saying. And I'll just be like, wait, what? Wait, what did she say? It also controls memory, meaning, and language, and plays a part in controlling learning and emotion. The par- parental, parental lobe is parental. found above the temporal lobes and is char- and in its in charge of test of touch, pain, taste, pressure, temperature, and also has a language function. The frontal lobe is found at the front of the brain. <laughs> yeah. And in its and is in charge of emotions, reasoning, planning, movements, and parts of language. The cerebral cortex controls your thinking, voluntary movements, language, reasoning, and precipitation. I think so. What? The cerebral... The... Cerebellum. Cerebellum. Controls your movement, balance, posture, posture, coordination, and new research has also said it is linked to thinking, novelty, and emotions. The hypothalamus controls your body temperature, emotion, hunger, thirst, appetite, digestion, and sleep. The thalamus controls your sensory, sensory emotional, emotor integration and receives information and gives it to the cerebral cortex. The cerebral cortex also gives information to the thalamus, which transports it to other parts of the brain. The pu- pitted Pituitary gland. Pituitary gland. Thank you, MJ. I'm very bad at saying words, apparently. Controls your hormones and helps to turn food into energy. The... The... The penile gland controls your growing, measuring, 
No, not measuring, maturing. And it's activated by light. The the amygdala controls your emotions. The hippocampus controls your memories. And scientists think it does other things that are currently unknown. The midbrain is a section of parts of the brain that includes the thalamus, the hippocampus, the amygdala, 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 and controls your breathing reflexes and your swallowing reflexes. The pons is part of the metencephalon metencephalon in the hindbrain. It is involved in motor control and sensory analysis. Some structures within the pons Pawns are located, are linked, not located, linked to the cerebellum, thus are involved in movement and posture. And last, and certainly not least, is the medulla. Medulla oblongata. Oblongata. Whoa, that is a really long name. (laughs) This structure is the caudal. Caudal, most part of the brainstem between the pons and spinal cord. It is responsible for man- maintaining vital body functions such as breathing, digestion, and heartbeat. Give it up for Annabelle! That was Thanks. awesome! And also, thank you guys for helping me pronounce words. Maybe <laughs> I should not become a pronouncer as my job. <laughs> now, yeah. It's two. time. Party! Party! This is going to be awesome. Welcome to the party, party, party. I was going to say the art of partying segment, but whatevs. As you heard Lily say, this week we are having a giant party. Well, it's not really giant because there's just the three of us. But it's a giant party instead of the normal art segment because it's kind of hard to talk about the art of neuroscience. Actually, what? Well, I had a change of heart, and I did some research on how art affects your brain, and I'd like to share some of it with you. Sure. Cool. So you can find a way to fit art into neuroscience. Very (laughs) creative, though not surprising, since you do Thanks. Now, I have some bullet points on the benefits of doing visual art. Visual art meaning drawing, painting, poetry, etc. So according to bustle.com, Drawing specifically can improve memory, art, visual art can in, can reduce anxiety, generally make you happier, it can ease physical pain. Wait, what? Yeah, it can not only distract you from pain, but it can teach your body how to relax, thus awesome. relieving some pain. Awesome! It can improve your concentration, cool. and it can even make you more creative. Wow, that's a lot of stuff I had no clue about. Let's throw some confetti. Who has confetti, and why don't I have any? No one has confetti, do they? I don't. Me neither. Lily? Lily? (laughs) Well, our first party activity is to go around and answer whatever question is posed. Um, are you sure it's, like, what we want for our big... It's much funner than it sounds, trust me. Uh, just so you know, funner is not a word. It is more fun. But once I started the petition to make it a word. Yeah, it's not grammatically correct. <laughs> Anyways, everyone at home, play along. Of course, if you don't want to, no problem. Okay, so what is the first question? 
Number one is if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Lily goes first, then Annabelle, then me. So Lily, where? Hmm. I guess I would live wherever my friends are. Uh, though I would definitely prefer Florida. I mean, Disney, cruises. A I'm giving you a hug, Lily. Lives in Florida. But you can't feel it. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Audio hug. So, yeah, probably Florida. So all of you guys need to move to Florida. I could see that. Me too. I think I would live... <gasps> oh, uh, uh, I know, I know, I know. What? Face. What? Really? Really? No, actually, I like that. Hmm, where are my books at? Maybe Boston or Seattle? I don't think you'd like Boston people. Not anything against people from Boston. I just don't think that is Anvil's cup of tea. And Seattle? It rains a lot there. I only picked Seattle because it reminds me of seagulls. And I just thought of a seagull. And I only picked Boston because my favorite book in the entire universe is set there. Magnus Chase. <gasps> Ooh, wait. I actually know where I would live. Where? Dublin, Ireland. Good choice. Ireland yeah, is so cool. As are Boston and Seattle. Just a quick note, we have absolutely nothing good. No, just, just I don't like think Anna would like there. <laughs> I guess I'd live in either the countryside of France or Norway or Ireland. You two could be friends up in Ireland. Or like you could have a vacation residence. <laughs> or you could come to Ireland. And by the way, we are already friends. Or I might just stay here in America and live in the Lone Star State, Texas. Why do you want to live in Texas so much? You bring it up, like, every time. It's cool! Um, MJ, hate to break it to you, but Texas is actually very hot. You know what I mean. And there I can wear a cowgirl hat and boots. Oh, and I can live on a ranch and have goats and horses and chickens right outside the city and still have a creative and performing arts studio. Okay, that part just sounds cool. I love, 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 love goats. That's the cool part. Uh, do any of you guys know? (laughs) (laughs) Do any of you guys know what time it is? Well, it's it's one forty nine p.m. But why would you need to know that? Because I'm a very busy person and I have things to do and places to go. Oh, sure. And I'm the Queen of England. You don't even live in England. Exactly. Girls, I'm afraid we have another question. Let's say there were three buttons. A red one, a green one, and a blue one. You can only press one. The red one will transport you into any book, but you can never return to normal life. The green one will bring one character from a book that you love back to life, but you can only meet them once. And the blue one will give you infinitely... Infinitely more books in a series that has already ended, but you will never know the true end because they will go on after you die and the problem will never fully be resolved. Oh. Well, I, I think I would choose to press none of them and continue my life as it has been so far. Even though I kind of bring character back to life, but you can only meet them once. I would just walk away very slowly. But I would walk away backwards because it's cool. <laughs> and I'm weird. Wow. None of them. Okay. Lily? Huh. So, here's the thing. 
If I choose the red one, it'll transport me to a book, but I can never return to normal life. I wouldn't be able to hang out with any of my friends or do any of those kind of things. So I don't think- And your family. The green one will choose- <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> my friends and my family. The green one will bring one character from a book back to life, but only one of them. Yeah. So I feel like that, and yeah. And then the blue one, infinitely more books, but you'll never know how it ends. I just could not yeah. live with that kind of suspense. Wow. So work. I'm going to have to go with none, like Annabelle. Okay, I would pick the green one, and I would bring back, um, what? You'll spoil something if you say who has died. We're not on the Ravenclaw Club, so you can't spoil everything. Oh, fine, but they're from the Hunger Games. Then you do have a lot of options. Doesn't basically everyone die except Katniss? That is pretty true. Now, I have an alternate version of the question. It's the same premise, except the red button lets you go into any book of any character as many times as you'd like, and you can come back whenever. The green one will let you bring one character back from the dead, and you can see them whenever, and they're exactly as the book describes them. And the blue one will let you have as many of a book series as you'd like, and you can stop it whenever and switch over to a different series if you'd like to, so you will know the end. That's way too hard. This is harder than the one with all the bad options. Because this one is just, well, I know. I guess I'd pick... Treating clones of myself so that I can press the button three times, letting me choose all of the options. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm tempted to do that. Um, I'm tempted to pick the green one, because then any character I want would come back to the life and could continue contributing to the story. But then I would get sad that I couldn't bring everyone back. The blue one, I like these. Then I, would never want, then I would never run out of book straight. But then the story might get a bit boring and repetitive. And the red one would be nice, but I like how life is. And you might only get this one if you read or watch something where people go into an alternate universe kind of thing and they have to, like, I don't know, do stuff there. But I might use it too much and then I'd get sucked away from the reality of life. And I think I would pick none of them again. Annabelle! What? Why are you going all philosophical on me? You're killing the mm. fun. Fine. I guess I'll pick the red one then. There. I still think that picking none of them is the best option. But if you'd want to know what book I would go into, I think I'd go into Magnus Chase so I could see what Hotel Valhalla looks like. Then I could be friends with everyone and try not to get too grossed and weirded out by all the weird and gross stuff. There's a lot of it. Thanks. But now, I don't want to pick one either because they all been like bad choices. I guess I'll say red because then I could see what Pan Am and the arenas in the capital look like, even though it'd be really scary. But I could also go to Hogwarts and be friends with Cho and Hermione and... OMG! I'm just gonna say, for the record, all the options in this version of the question have no downside, so none of those bad things would happen. I was starting to regret my decision. So, what's the last question? What? I know. If you had the opportunity to turn into your monkeys, the laundry basket, what? would you? What? That's a valid question. No, I would not turn into a laundry basket. You're not at all curious what it would be like. No, are you? Kind of. I think it, I would as long as I could turn back. 
ask people to throw laundry at you and sit like a basket and <laughs> boom, you're a laundry basket. Wait, that wouldn't be the same as actually feeling like an inanimate object. You guys are insane. Thanks. Thanks. No, my real question is if you could take anything you wanted for free from any store and they were fine with it, what store would you go to and what would be the first thing you took? Ooh, so I would go to the bank and I'd take an unlimited credit card and then I would go on a trip around the world. Awesome! Oh, can I come? Yeah, can I come? You have unlimited money, so. <laughs> like, can we just buy a, buy a yacht? All right. And a private jet. Or we could also we could also buy a spaceship and we could go to the moon. Okay, Annabelle, what do you think? Okay, well, I guess because people obviously do not like my philosophical ideas of the answer to the question, I will actually answer this question apparently correctly. I think I would go to. Um, I could go if you need inspiration. The- yeah. I would go, and this is pretty brilliant if I do say so myself, to a mall! Okay. That I is know. a pretty good idea. I get all those stores in one. So, what would you get first? I guess I'd get either a pair of jeans. I don't have any jeans at the present. A giant Lego set from the Lego store. A cool pair of headphones from Brookstone. Or maybe a keyboard at a music store, if that exists. That actually is brilliant, and you guys gave me a very good idea of what I would do. I would go to Barnes & Noble and get an unlimited gift card. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. You the most kind people in the universe. I don't know how I'm friends with you. <sighs> well, Lily said an unlimited credit card, so. These things don't exist, <laughs> although I would love it if they did. I guess that's why I'm friends with you. Your big imaginations. <laughs> Thank you. We tried. Mm-hmm. I'm being chased by nacho cheese. Run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I take a giant trampoline full of whipped cream and Orbeez. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, you mean. Could be fun. <laughs> well, those are all of my questions. What's next? Okay, I have an idea. What we do? Oh. Then what? Let's play what decade? Okay, how do you play? We each say what decade we think other people, or in this case, you two, and everyone at home, whoever you're with, or just people you know, should be living in right now. I love talking decades, so it's perfect. Lily, you should go first because it's your game. What decade do you think fits for MJ? I think around 1396. Lily, what are you, insane? (laughs) Yep. And then for you, Annabelle, I think 3032 C. That hasn't even happened yet. But fine, I guess. Hmm. I think maybe you are 2010s? I don't know. I would say the 2020s, but... This decade has barely started. I don't even think it has technically started, but I don't know. And all we've done is stay at our houses all year. So, I guess 2010s works, I guess. 
And for MJ, I'd say the 90s, but not like the more, not like the grungy 90s, like the other 90s. Like the super pink, glittery, mall-going, fashion-obsessed 90s? Um, yeah. If that sounds like you. Then I guess that's fine. Although I would have loved the 1800s or the 20s or 40s. Really? Yeah, you seem so, well, modern. Well, I love the 1800s because of the fancy dresses and the manners and the air of fussiness. Ugh, I love it. And the 20s are, duh, flappers. And the 40s is the time of Judy Garland. Um, what? Judy Garland. OMG. You don't know who Judy Garland is. Is she the person who played no? Root in Artemis Fowl? No! You're watching Meet Me in St. Louis, like, tonight. All right, MJ, just do Lily now, okay? I'm serious, you are. I'm forcing you. Not knowing who Judy Garland is, is, in my book, a crime punishable by a very hard pinch. If I were actually with you two, I would, but alas, I'm not. Okay, 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 we'll watch Meet Me in St. Louis. Wait, what? Just fine. Thank you, and besides, you should want to watch it even if I don't force you. It's really good. This is a really hard game, you guys. I know. Thank you. How's that a compliment? It's kind of obvious. Whatever, just go and get. Okay, I think Lily is from... Uh, Lily, you're kind of hard to figure out. I am so... I think you belong in right now. Your soul is perfectly placed. I could definitely agree. Animals from the 90s, I think. Like the more grungy fashion of the 90s? Yeah, not the pink. Not at all. Is that the end I of the party? I think so. Well, then this is the end of the end of Hello World Season 1. What? Already? Sadly, yes. We have some other podcasts you might like. <sighs> Such as Science Gals. Raven Claw Club. Fetch Pets. And Drama Club coming soon. I will never get over how you guys keep up with so many podcasts. Nor will I. Well, I hope that you liked this episode of Hello World and the Season. We'll see you guys soon for Season 2. Bye! Bye! <laughs>